Folks, this is Dan. I am introducing part two of our interviews that we conducted at GaryCon. So, gotta admit, going through and editing these got me already a little nostalgic. I'm only a few days away from having been up there, and I'm I'm missing it already. So, really hoping to get back there next year. Maybe we'll see some of you folks up there too. But without further ado, let's get on to what we're going to hear today. So, we've got four interviews that Tom conducted. We've got Rich Way who DM'd a game for Tom and our friend Mark, uh, a, a module that he actually wrote himself called Litter Patrol. So we'll leave that hanging out there and let uh, let him explain what that is in the interview. We had Tom talking to Griffin and Gargoyle. This is a company who is getting ready to create an immersive tavern restaurant experience, which sounds really exciting. But once again, I'll let them explain it. After that, he talked to Jay Gellerman, who is a DM or a GM for uh, some Star Wars RPGs, which are pretty cool. And finally, Tom talks to Limitless Adventures. This is uh, a company that makes DMless adventures for 5e, which I'm sure is on everybody's wish list. So, like I said, some really amazing, creative, engaging folks. I think you're really going to enjoy these these interviews today. So let's get going. It is 1045 at the end of day one here at GaryCon, and we just wrapped up a uh, game of Spelljammer, and I'm sitting down with the DM right now, Rich Way. Rich, great job running the game tonight. It's so much fun. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a module I wrote and released a few months ago is uh, uh, SJDC. LP01, if you're looking for it by identifier, or uh, Litter Patrol, as it's named, as a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons Adventure League compatible game, so you can play it at your local game stores. Awesome. And what? how do you come up with that? Like, where, where did the idea of Litter Patrol come from? And have you always been a fan of Spelljammer, or this is something you examined it when they released it in 5e, and you're like, I got an idea. How'd that come about? The uh, the idea for this specific adventure, um, you know, it's been floating around for years. The, this concept of what happens when you put a bag of holding in a portable hole, well, you you know, the bag ruptures and everything falls into the astral plane. Uh, and so, as as joking about it with some friends, we were playing another module where that intentionally happened. We're like, well, what happened to that death tyrant? Where did he wind up? And I'm like, you know, it'd be funny if a bunch of adventurers were out in the astral sea and like, oh my god, there's a death tyrant. What is going on? Uh, and it, it turned into this idea of like, hey, why, why don't we just go out there and just salvage the astral sea and see what adventurer junk we can pick up? Yeah. It was cool. It was so much fun, and uh, like the way you uh, put the whole module together, it was fun 
to play. You had some nice surprises there. I mean, I, the last thing I was like, well, I don't want to give any spoilers, but you introduced a pretty formidable foe really early on. Now, we found a creative way to deal with it, but it was, it was a little shocking, I have to say. And speaking of shocking, I want to ask you, because we had a very unique ending to tonight's <laughs> game. And so, well, I'll just say, one of the players at the conclusion of the module, we had finished up, you were wrapping up, and one of our players turned on everybody else. And so we played that out. How's, how does that, how do you manage that as a dungeon master? Sure. Um, well, uh, I play a lot of adventures. Like most of the games I play are in stores with people, you know, I, some regulars, a lot of people I've never met before. I play a game or two with them and then they're off to another store or onto another event. Um, you know, very similar to this con experience. So you, you get a lot of new faces. Uh, and every once in a while you do get somebody who's really intent, um, you know, on pickpocketing somebody else or, you know, gets a little, you know, player versus player. Um, the, the thing I like about how Adventures League handles that is that it has to be consensual. You know, before you say, hey, you can, you know, run up and stab that guy in the back, you have to basically clear it, make sure people are like, eh, I'm okay with this. Mm -hmm. In this case, you know, we had, we had wrapped the primary adventure up a little early. We had a little time to kill. Um, you know, we had already handled out all the rewards. Everybody knew what was happening with their characters. And one of the players was like, yeah, let's, let's see what would happen. Yeah, and uh, you know, I got a little crazy, uh, and it was it was fun. I mean, we we encountered some rules conditions that don't frequently come up, and That's right. uh, uh, some really ingenu ingenuitive play on the uh, the players' parts, both on uh, the one who is trying to uh, run off with the goods and the everybody else trying to figure out where he was hiding and how to deal with him. Yeah. It was fun. It was definitely unique. I, I can't say as a DM I've ever come across something quite that bold. <laughs> so I thought you, as a DM you handled it well. It was fun at the table. Every as you said, everyone was consensual. We we're like, yeah, all right, sure, let's let's play let's this out happens. and see how it goes. Well, Rich, one more time. Where do we find your Spelljammer module? Uh, the title. Sorry, I forgot the title. The litter. Uh, litter patrol. Litter patrol. Yep. Where do we find that again? That is, that is on DM's Guild, uh, along with a lot of other adventures. Very good. Well, thanks a lot, Rich. It's been fun, and uh, good luck for the rest of the weekend. Thank you. Have a good one. I'm here with Daniel and Michael of the Griffin and Gargoyle. And, gentlemen, I'm going to let you introduce yourselves and tell us about this amazing project you're working on. Wonderful. Well, uh, I'm Daniel Caldwell. I'm co-founder and CEO of the project here with uh, Michael Paler, co-founder and creative director of the Griffin and Gargoyle. Yep. And we are opening an immersive fantasy-themed restaurant and entertainment experience here in Lake Geneva, the birthplace of Dungeons & Dragons. Um, we're extremely excited to be uh, moving forward on this incredibly inventive project. We've got a very excited group of creatives who have worked very, very hard to develop storyline, and uh, the business end on the back end is uh, we're rocking along. So tell me, as if when I, when I show up in 2025 to enter the Griffin and Gargoyle, Give me a walkthrough of what that experience might look like. Sure. So uh, we're creating a fully immersive environment. So uh, when you park your car, uh, you're going to be approaching the, the portal that separates your world from the fantasy world that we're creating. Uh, as soon as you enter that portal, you are going to be entering into a, a fully immersive experience. So uh, all of the employees of, of the business, our actors and fantasy character, will be barraging all of your senses with uh, the universe that we're creating. 
uh, as you walk through the door. And then, Michael, if you want to share a little bit more. Absolutely. So immersion really is the key to the environment that we're creating. Absolutely, all of your senses are going to be activated. If you want to come in and just enjoy your meal, we're going to leave you alone to do that. But if you want to engage with the environment, there are going to be sensory clues, there are going to be puzzles, there are going to be games. You can engage in various quests. And, of course, most importantly, interact with our staff at any level that you have interest in. Our staff will all be, uh, as Daniel said, actors. They'll be prepared to engage you in uh, various immersive activities. Yeah. And with the story of the Griffin and Gargoyle, the, the business was founded by five adventurers retiring from their adventuring lives. And each of them has had an effect on a different area of the business. So we have the heart of the project, with it, which is the Griffin and Gargoyle Tavern, which is our 350-seat restaurant, which is overseen by our character Aspen. Uh, then we have Curated Curiosities, which is our Wizards Antiquity Shop, where we'll have a number of immersive uh, products like we're showcasing here at the Gary convention, um, but there will also be some handcrafted items that will change from visit to visit, so every time you visit our Wizards Antiquity shop, it will look a little bit different than it did before. Uh, we have a steampunk-themed bar uh, uh, on the side <laughs> called the Gnome Alchemist, uh, led by Dubin Ross, the gnome, uh, and then we have Huck's axe throwing, led by Huck, so we'll have 12 axe throwing lanes for that really immersive uh, entertainment experience as well. How fun is that? So we're st I'm standing next to a, you, you're mentioning to me that this is a prototype uh, a pack that uh, visitors to the Griffin and Gargoyle, explain that a little bit to me, and I see that right here it's on a, a Kickstarter that's coming out soon, so tell us about that too. Absolutely, so like all the rest of our products, the Adventurer's Pack is designed to be really immersive and to help you get yourself into our world. The Adventurer's Pack coming this summer to Kickstarter is going to include a fantastic leather bag that is going to age in a unique way to every person who has it, and it's going to have two different options on the Kickstarter. The first is going to be that immersive in-world option. We're going to include a tavern mug, we're going to include a flask, possibly some cutlery, a few other surprises that we don't want to talk about right now, or if you're more interested in the tabletop gaming element, there are going to be a set of dice, possibly a world book that we're working on, a few other things that we're very excited about planning in the background. Very cool. So, quick question. So, let's say, uh, yeah, I'm a big gamer. I would love to participate in the full thing, but I want to bring my family here. My family's a little bit more like, eh, yeah. So, if I want to come to the Griffin and Gargoyle just to have an amazing meal, but maybe I'm not so interested in, like, the immersion... Tell me about how that would look. Yeah, so it, the beauty of what we're looking to create is we want a zero-level entry experience for people with no experience of Dungeons & Dragons uh, or, or any, essentially, tabletop role-playing. So you can come in and just enjoy this amazing, immersive environment. There will be live music and a lot of things going on. Uh, so if your Aunt Sally isn't interested in D&D or still stuck in the satanic panic, um, it, it's a nice, soft... Uh, experience where they can come in and enjoy a great meal. Uh, but if you love tabletop role-playing as much as we do, there are going to be lots of opportunities to uh, engage where there's a hidden story written into the architecture of the space, uh, so not quite escape room style, but there, there are clues for, for you to follow. Um, we'll also have uh, some private gaming spaces with uh, full gaming tables and terrain where we take you from character creation through an adventure over the course of a four-course meal. So for if you and your D&D group are all over the country, we're going to provide a place for you guys to meet up 
and really uh, celebrate tabletop role playing and everything that means to our region and, and to all of you. That being said, for those who really want to drop into the immersion and experience everything we have to offer, at this point we actually have 10 years worth of events planned out seasonally that wow. can actually be affected and changed based on how our patrons interact with the world <laughs> and what they manage to achieve at the climax of each story. One of, one of the unique things we're excited about is the opportunity for our customers to create their own fantasy personas within the world of the Griffin and Gargoyle. Because we're not tied into canon material, uh, when it comes to story elements like that, there are amazing opportunities for you as creators and actors to participate in the evolution of that story. And so that's, that's one of the key elements that we're excited to be able to share with the public. Michael Daniel, what an amazing project you have going. I can't wait to see this in what you said, two years, 2025? If everything stays on track, yes, early 2025. Fantastic. Well, I look forward to seeing you guys here next year, hopefully, to get an update on how things are coming. Yep. Until then, best of luck. Thanks, Thanks so, so much. much. We appreciate it. So I'm here with Jay, who is a DM for, is it DM when you're doing Star Wars? GM, GM, uh, narrator, so there's a whole different different names that you can use. Okay, so let me just toss it to you then, yeah. and tell, what are you doing here at uh, GaryCon? So hi, I'm Jay, also uh, known as Neo53 in the socials, uh, Jay Gellerman is my name. I am a... a DM, GM for Star Wars, Edge of the Empire, and just in general. I'm also a GM for the uh, Legends of the Galaxy, which is the organized play for Star Wars. It's fan-based. But I've been GMing um, Star Wars for private, for at different conventions, charity events, so I have Jester's Game Day, as well as my Twitch channel, which is the important for the Wayward Gamer. I fell in love with Star Wars and this particular system about seven years ago, uh, back at a convention, and been running it as much as I can ever since. So I do some private as well as uh, local. Awesome. Uh, so I want to ask a question yeah. about uh, about role playing Star Wars. Yes, um, I find when I with my game club and I introduce you know hey did anyone want to play a Star Wars role play game? A lot of them are very hesitant. Yes, and I believe it's because they are their their context is I don't know that I could play Luke Skywalker or Chewbacca or Han Solo. How do you get your players beyond that mold of the films and the stories of, that we see on the big screen to create your own stories? So it's interesting is that, and it, a lot of the uh, hesitation I also see is it's not just that, but it's also the dice system. So the dice system, I absolutely love. It's a narrative dice system, so it's symbols instead of your normal D20, which may intimidate some people right at the beginning. and. That may or may not have some uh, factors into some of the stuff that you said. But generally, about 85% of all my players, either on virtual or at the tabletop here at the con, never played the system before, and they're all beginners. And I do a lot of uh, rules light and also kind of rule of cool. We try to look for a synonym, uh, cinematic uh, storytelling, and we work together to kind of tell that story. So really, it's it's telling the players, hey, here's the, your character that you want. And it, it depends if it's a one-shot or a campaign. So as a campaign, we develop that backstory and kind of create those characters together and be able to use some of that story in the games as well. When it comes to a one-shot, it's more like, okay, if you have a character to bring in, great. If it's uh, a pre-gen that we have, we do those. And we try to get more people to role-play the characters in conversations. And if they want to do the great cinematic, you know, I want to be like school, by all means, let's do that. Um, I've had several indications where it's like the more bizarre and more shenanigans, go for it and we're and they may not know the rules or the specifics of like can you do it mm -hmm. we talk about it I'm like okay what do you want to do 
they explain what we want to do, and then we break down the mechanics of like, okay, this is what you can do this round, this is what you can potentially do next round, what would you like to do? And it, it, the system it provides for that, that yes, no, and of that narrative dice, which absolutely evolves. And so this is a uh, this is a fantasy flight mm-hmm. uh, product, is that correct? So originally started as fantasy flight, uh, Age, of the, uh, Age of the Empire, uh, excuse me, um, Edge of the Empire, Age of Rebellion, and uh, uh, Force and Destiny. Asmodee US or Asmodee European took over that as that, and now Edge Studios is the ones that control or is in charge of that particular aspect. They kind of broke up the different, but the RPG is actually under Edge Studios. Okay, last question. No problem. I know you're you're super busy. You're running games. (laughs) Uh, Have you? How many of your players are Star Wars fans? And if they aren't. Do they become Star Wars fans? Surprisingly, a good number of them are fans, but they've never played the game, and but they enjoy that that cinematic type stuff and the storylining. Uh, there's a small percentage that have never played Star Wars or don't know it, but they enjoy the process of being able to tell and, and getting that story and having that. Um, I did a very, probably one of my best games ever. Uh, I had some people, some celebrities, and a... And a um, uh, charity event that we just kind of did May the 4th so we did a uh, oh, May yeah. the 4th game um, hopefully this year we're going to do another one and it's just one of those things where everyone just had a good time and just just had fun and that's the best thing we can do awesome so. Jay thank you so much for talking to me today where can people uh, reach out to you if they have questions about playing uh, Star Wars Edge of Empire or and where can they catch your uh, your show to, to, to watch it. Thank you so much. Um, so again, Jay, I'm NeoFet3. I'm the, that's N E O F E T T three on Twitter and Twitch, and but also our channel is the Emporium for the Wayward Gamer, uh, and it's it's long, but it's 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 the way we put it is everyone's a wayward wayward, and we want gamer wayward gamers to come to the Emporium. So it's one of those things that we kind of bring everyone together. Uh, everyone is welcome at our virtual or tabletop ta- tables. Um, but yeah, if people want me to run games. Uh, a pro GM so like I said if you want me to run games for charity events or just things of that nature with the schedules I love this system and I love running games so thank you so much for your time today thank you so much appreciate it I am here with Michael Johnson of Limitless Adventures, and we're talking about uh, the different types of products that you have here. So, Michael, tell us a little bit about Limitless Adventures. That's easy to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Limitless uh, Adventures. Yeah. Tell us what, what you guys uh, do, and uh, and tell us about some of your products. Uh, my name is Mike Johnson, and uh, my partner Andy Hand and I started the company seven years ago on the 1st of April. So we're, you know, becoming right up on seven. Uh, we started the company on a weekend-long campout. Uh, we would go out to, if anybody's from Illinois, we would go out in an RV to Starved Rock or wherever, and we would park on Friday night, and we would game for 72 hours if we could. We'd try and do it. Sometimes, you know, and we would stop maybe to sleep. We'd stop to, like, grill some steaks or whatever, and we were doing some old-school you know, we did we did various other other adventures and stuff, but we were playing some old new uh, school adventures. One of them was uh, uh, Janelle Joquez's uh, uh, Caverns of Thracia. It was like one of them. It's a big long thing. I don't even think we finished. But but uh, while we were doing that, there was a random encounter table, and it was like, oh, you roll it, and it's like, oh, two d four kobolds. And it was like. Why? But I mean, why are they here? Why am I here? What, you know, what's going on? And then, and then, 
I have to roll up treasure. It's like, could this kobold be carrying the staff of the magi? You know, I mean, you know, because it's random tables. Yeah. And then, so it was one of those things where it was like, there was so much about the encounter that, that was more work for me than if you just said a low-level random encounter where I would just make something up. So we kind of mocked up and played with the idea of creating these sort of single sheet, almost like a worksheet with stat blocks and treasure and a scenario that makes sense and, you know, sort of some flavor. And what we ended up, we added in these, these uh, we call them further adventures. And, and the idea is that we give you some ideas of where to head. And we didn't realize that that was actually the thing a lot of our customers over the years have been looking for, is they need writing inspiration. You're, you're a creative writer when you're a DM. You are, are both, uh, you know, extemporaneously, like, creating this adventure on the fly with some improv skills, but you're also writing stuff and you're creating this fiction for your friends every week. You hit writer's block. It happens, you know. You, you have a beginning to an encounter or to an adventure and you have the end, but what do you do in the middle? And so we created some content that you can literally just pull out, throw in the thing, you know, oh, we're traveling from city A and we're going to arrive in city B, but I need something to happen on the highway. I need something to happen in the forest. I need something. To, yeah. These are the things that you can pull in. And, and then, so we created those encounters. We have hundreds and hundreds. Of, I mean, we have three books of encounters now, and then uh, you know, two books of monsters. Yeah, everybody needs monsters. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up doing NPCs because of the, you know, it was like everything ends up progressing from as a what's what's the pain point of being a DM? And it's like, okay, I want to go shopping. All right, all right, cool, cool. You walk into a <laughs> store. Okay, what's on the shelf? How much does it cost? What's this guy's name? What is he, you know, is he a bad guy? And then if the rogue's over in the corner like, I want to rob him, you know, and then you're like, what does he have in his pockets? You know, it's like, oh, I'll just... So we took that same structure, created the NPCs, whatever. So that's been the core of what we do. And as we were at cons, we would run into people who would say, oh, I'm forever DM. I'm, I'm stuck playing. I just want to break. I want to play a character too. And it's like, oh, or not everybody can show up to the game. So then we created our DMless adventures, the idea being that everybody shares the load so that the the biggest monster in the game, you know, isn't the Tarrasque, it's the shared calendar. You know, it has killed more parties than any stat block in the game. And so we created something you can keep on the shelf, pull off, whoever shows up, you just keep the schedule. You know, it's like if we meet on Mondays every night, the moment you stop, you know, that's when things start falling apart. So you just go ahead and keep meeting, pull the game off the shelf, play the next adventure in the, you know, Blood Queen's Defiance or whatever. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's always been, you know, and then we'll have somebody else come up to it and goes, well, I don't even have a group to play. So it's like, okay, so we're going to write a solo adventure so that, you know, was, we're, we're always just trying to, like, find those holes that the DMs and the players need in their lives, you know, in order to play. That is super cool. Now I'm looking over at your table. Right in the center there, you've got, like, what looks to be comic books. Yeah, they are. They Tell are. me about those. Uh, Fifth Evolution, we, we created a set of... Uh, at, it's, it's an eight-page comic book that you share with your group. So in our case, anything we buy, we give the purchasers, we give them the PDFs as well. Uh, we've noticed for, like, even, especially with people with accessibility, vision problems, things like that, they like the physical book, but it's nice to be able to zoom in and things like that. So we, you bought the content, we'll give you the content, you know. Um, well, with Fifth Evolution, it was another one of those cases where we ran into DMs. Uh, actually, it was on Reddit. We would be on Reddit interacting with people, and we noticed that the younger generation is not really as tied to Tolkien fantasy 
as the older generation and or the kids of you know my my kids age who are in their 30s now that sort of that closer to the millennial where where you know they had the Tolkien movies they had the Lord of the Rings movies and the Hobbit and stuff well the the younger generation they're not they're 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 like I want a Fallout game I want I want Avengers it's like whatever that they want to do and they want to create their own world so what we did was we took we created these comics you share it with the group share the comic it kind of ends in a cliffhanger and then you play out the action to resolve that story in sort of one night of adventure so and, and the big thing isn't necessarily that it's D&D but it is it does use 5th edition mechanics so if you're familiar with 5e you can just pick up the comic and play it but in the back you know oh we had a good time everybody wants to continue on with your supers then we give you DM materials to continue in the genre. So, like, we have World War II, and once you finish that adventure, there's a section on, boot camp, I'm going to create my soldiers, you know? <laughs> and then how do you do more advanced soldiers, and how do you do advancement? Because they're not mystical superhero fantasy, you know, they can be. Yeah. It's still 5e, so, yeah, you can totally, you know, give your Marines magic weapons and stuff if you really want to. But... The idea that you can mix and match those those things and, and pull them together, and that's what we saw on, on with the younger players that they just they wanted oh I want this and I want to add firearms, so we built that entire comic around firearms, and then supers was you know how do I do Avengers? How do you you know you don't have a a first level Hulk? There's no first level Hulk. It's right. Hulk, it was Bruce Banner, and then there's the Hulk, and then you know, and and then you can go higher from there. Like Hulk could get more powerful, but there's no like starter hole kit you know whatever <laughs> so we created like archetype systems we also did uh, 80s film horror so you've got your survival slasher movies but in those you're high school kids you may have like one sort of special quirk about you but you go toe to toe with Jason or somebody yeah it's you're probably gonna have a bad day you know and, yeah. and uh, those can be pretty deadly super cool yeah. so Mike if uh, people aren't here at GaryCon where can they find you? Where can they uh, check out the products you just talked about? And most importantly, where can they buy them? Uh, they can buy them online on our website, uh, limitless-adventures.com. Uh, we also have a website for the comics called fifthevolution.com, the 5thevolution.com. Uh, that also has some sample adventures that you can, uh, a sample adventure you can download for 5 Evo, character sheets. Uh, and then when you come to our website, uh, if you want to take a look at, we have a sampler under our freebies tab. We also have, like, there's a side quest and some other stuff that we have that's free that sometimes we cycle them out when we they've been sitting around too long. But uh, tons of stuff and almost everything on our site, you know, our main book has, has 173 random encounters, 17 different environments. But you can buy Forest, you know, oh, a la carte. Gotcha. So you can, you know, two, three bucks. You can go buy like one of those those sets of encounters. So you don't, you know, if that's outside of your budget or something, you just want to pick up a few things. Mm -hmm. We also have some other bundles. We have a pirate bundle that sort of captures like not only sea and coastal encounters, but it's got like a pirate ship and a floating. T you know, oh, cool. we try and bundle some things together. We have like a deep woodlands bundle PDF that you can get that has forest and forest whatever and deep woodlands and there's a castle you can clear out and use as home base. And the, I mean, there's just you know all kinds of that sort of thematic stuff yeah. together. I can tell you, as a person whose budget is limited, yeah. you know, I appreciate that yeah. where you can buy those. Well, your imagination is limitless, but you, yeah. know, you may have a limited budget. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about social media? So, where can social, we see your uh, uh, announcements? Uh, limitless on Twitter, Limitless5e, uh, one word, and then 
I think on Facebook, well, if you search for Limitless Dash Adventures, you'll find us. I think it's Limitless 2016 is on Facebook. And, yeah, it's, it's probably okay. that, so, yeah. Mike, thanks for taking the time today to talk to me. Oh, it was good time. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you. That wraps up today's session. So thank you for listening to Teachers in the Dungeon. We appreciate you and your feedback. Until the next time we see you in the dungeon, we hope you roll high on those saving throws. If you enjoyed the show and want to hear what happens in the adventure, subscribe to the podcast. Have questions, thoughts, or ideas? Check the show notes for our website and our contact information. This podcast is not affiliated or endorsed by Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, or any other third-party Dungeons & Dragons entity. Teachers in the Dungeon is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. All names and sounds and any other related items are properties of their respective trademarks and or copyright holders in the U.S. or abroad. The official Dungeons & Dragons website can be found at www.dnd.wizards.com.